Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we are listening to the Keep Wake Aloud podcast. We're back. Wait, we're wait, we're listening to it right now. <laughs> cool. What is wrong? Ow, with the, Jacob, oh, Jacob, Jacob, oh, Jacob, 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 Jacob. Oh, oh my God, Katie's arm fell out of socket last night. See, that's why I wanted you in a sling, so I knew not to touch you. I can't you. drive a stick shift in a sling. <laughs> how am I supposed to drive a stick shift with my right hand in a sling? This is verbatim how every episode starts. <laughs> this is all part of the bit. <laughs> all right, yeah. we're going to start again. We're going to start again. <laughs> All right, we're back. It's the Keep Wake Up podcast. We are. Welcome back, Katie. Yeah, very excited to be here. Um, it's been a busy couple of weeks, but we're real excited and glad to uh, be back in the Rogue Media studio. Yeah, it actually has. Uh, it's been really cool. We opened up a new bar in the back space. Oh, yeah. Of, uh, Stay Classy called the Lewis, a Mezcal bar. Yeah, mezcal and tequila. Don't yeah. forget tequila. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And tequila. Yeah. And we've, we had some pretty cool music performances by a DJ. We're not going to name him right now. I don't want to give it away. Who yeah, we don't want to give it, give away who the guest is yet, anyone. even though it's the title of the podcast, no, I'm sure. No way. No, it's going to be like, keep going out in the secret DJ. Mike has a new technology where you don't see it until he's in, introduced. I don't think he has that. Yeah, Mike, let's get working on that. Yeah. R&D. Put that in the R&D. <laughs> um, Mike, we would like to request that you don't know the name of the podcast until you are about 30 seconds into the podcast. Exactly Is that okay? 30. Oh, yeah, we got well. a thumbs up. We've got that. So yeah. uh, Mike's good top job. men are on it. Top or women. Men. Or women. Or women. We don't judge. Or non-binary. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, um, yeah, the, the back bar has been great. Um it's uh it's been a it's been a fun little thing. It's a completely different feel from the front of the bar. Um and we called it the Lewis because uh fun fact, uh our bar uh used to be a shoe store called the Lewis Shoe Store from like the 30s to the 70s. It uh survived the big tornado. It was our bar and champions right next door to us uh was one big shoe store. So um we decided to pay homage. Homage. homage, 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 whichever one of those it is, and uh, name it the Lewis. Yeah, pretty cool, actually. Um, and 
uh, said person I just named is our guest today. Surprise. Surprise. Right, now Mike is going to show the, the thing <laughs> so you can see it. It's a brand new technology just developed this week. Yes. Um, and that person is DJ Matt at home, a.k.a. Introduce yourself. A.k.a. Matt, because that's his name. Yeah, I'm Matt. <laughs> um, I'm a DJ of one of many things I do. I'm from Waco, Texas. I'm a native, uh, born and raised. I went to Waco High School, Woo. graduated in 2013. Baby. Um, <laughs> I was Baby. in the Marine Corps for, I'm still in the Marine Corps, but I was active duty for four years. And now I live back in Waco. I go to school and I DJ and I produce and I do sound and a whole bunch of other things. There's a lot of along. ands there. I yeah, like there's it. Long, there's a, long there's long. a lot. We're gonna we're gonna kind of pull up some threads there. Peel back <laughs> the onion layers. Um, so DJ Matt at home, aka Matt. Um, fun fact: Jacob one time asked what your name was, and I was like. It's Matt. His name is Matt. It was at the beginning. <laughs> it was like at the very beginning. It's like, what's DJ Matt at home's name? I'm like, Matt. It could have been like like the yeah. welcome Matt. No, that, oh, welcome there, there Matt. Are, there are quite a few artists who are like, their name is like, there's one that's called Lewis the Child. And everybody thinks it's just one guy named Lewis, but it's two guys. And neither one of their names is Lewis. So <laughs> Neither of them had children. Yeah, exactly. And neither one of Yeah, they're both like 23-year-olds, you know, that have no kids and they just make music. But Man, that's crazy DJs. Well, Stupid name. Well, I, I, I'd like to dive into how we actually met. Um, it was one of our open mics. You just came up to our open mic and was like, you wanted to DJ. And we were like, yeah, that's cool. I've never had a DJ show up to my open mic. I was I, like, uh, let's do it. You know what? Katie was probably like, yeah, let's do it. And I was like, wait, no. Okay. I just set up the sound. I have no idea what you're asking, what you need, or like where I'm going to put you. Yeah. I remember. I remember Jacob's <laughs> face. Stressed Jacob's was. stressed out face. And what was, I think the first one, I can't remember if it was the first one or the second one you came through, but you ended up DJing the entire set, like yeah, in between. It was, it was the first night. Yeah, yeah and I was like, like you "What? Just want to keep going?" And I was like, "Sure." It was like such a cool, like, um, way to like remix, literally, mm-hmm. um, our open mic, and I really enjoyed that. It was kind of a fun little, kind of filled in the the silent spaces in between. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was a good time. Open mics were fun, um, and that was back when it was still. Classy glass, glass. yeah. That's right. It was very different back then. Yeah, it was. And we were doing it every week at that point. And we had Terry, which we miss. And mm-hmm. um, it, it, it was really cool. But it, it started a really cool, like, uh, relationship, like, professionally. Yeah. You know, once we opened the bar, it's like, oh, we'd love to have a DJ. And then um, then you met Eric with Eastside. Yep. And then now you're DJ in Eastside Market, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that was like a whole... Even up till now, I'm still seeing the effects of me just deciding I'm going to go to this open mic and I'm going to bring all my crap with me. You hear that, I'm, kids? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them no choice but to say yes because I have everything I need. And they don't have to do anything, basically. But Jacob was really accommodating. Um, but, yeah, even now, like I said, I'm still seeing the effects of me, you know, making that choice to just pull up one day. Um, you know, I got the gig at True Love a few weeks ago. I met the Eric that, that you know, that runs that spot. And uh, I've been, I, you know, I, I try, I make a point to try to go out and support the local artists and, and meet people, you know, who are in the same position I am, you know, as a young artist living in Waco, Texas, of all places, trying to, you mean, I mean, my case is a little unique trying to do dance music and electronic music, you know, <laughs> compared to everybody else around here. But um, still, you know, it's a, 
I find community, you know, in, in that space and going out and supporting the people. And that's how I got to get at true at true love. I was, I always pull up and I always hype Frank up while he's out there DJing. And that's all right. He called me up one Friday and he was like, Hey man, I'm gonna be out of town. You want to cover for me? You know, and that's literally how that came about. And then that's, I met Eric. Uh, you, who, I was listening to something today yeah. about being ready, like never taking a break, <clears throat> never pause just always be ready mm-hmm. if you're always ready and the opportunity comes then you get the opportunity so yeah, that is uh something really great to tell yeah. the even younger people mm-hmm. trying to do what you're doing i think it's so important and and that's really the kind of the, the thing that i try to tell people when they're like well how do i book gigs how do i do this how do i mm-hmm. do that you have to network you have to be there you have Absolutely. to support everybody um you know it, it's it's one of those things where it's like you're not I mean, and I, and I don't mean this all the time, but like you're not going to get booked the gigs if you don't show up and do the work and support. Right. And mm-hmm. it takes all of us to show up to shows and, and show tip your bartenders. Yes. And tip your bartenders, yeah. always tip your bartenders. <laughs> um, but you have to show up and 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 be there. And, um, you know, we have to show venues and venue owners and establishments that people show up. For when for live music for mm, djs absolutely. things like that so if we don't show up who is yeah and then the same you know not throwing shade but the same <laughs> people who are always complaining about waco not having a scene they're the ones who don't show up they don't go out they don't go True. to any events it's funny how that works yeah <laughs> there's nothing going on i yeah. can't see what's going on exactly it's really what they're saying exactly and so, it's like when people say there's nothing going on in downtown waco it's like when was the last time you were downtown like yeah. 2008 yeah, we're like literally talking <laughs> i just got off the phone with a fashion designer from dallas mm-hmm. who's from waco and he's helping to put on a fashion show that is going to be in the uh, the 7th Street space. Oh, yeah. During the Chalk Walk. During the yeah. Chalk Walk. That's cool. And he was such a sharp dude. But anyways, like, just, just to say, all that to say, like, every there are so many things going on. Because he's going to have a DJ. Mm-hmm. He's bringing in some band, I guess, from out of town. And there's going to be all these models. Like, that's a oh, really yeah. cool freaking thing. Yeah, fashion shows are fun. Matt's got a pretty big fashion show that yeah, you maybe. 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 Okay. We'll right. see. Yeah. So there's some stuff. But it's all those things that, yeah. you know, come about are because of people you meet and people, um, you know, just putting your name out there. And, you know, it's like a lot of times, like I'll have venues. Um, we have a new place that's opening up this summer here in Waco called, and I'm going to butcher the name cause I butcher it every single time. It's called camp Fimfo. 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 I keep wanting to say camp Nympho, but that is not Yeah. Camp Fimfo. And it's, it's actually a place like they have multiple locations and they're opening up one in Waco and it's going to have a pool and a swim up bar and they're going to have live music there all the time. And it was just somebody reaching out and being like, Hey, like, who should we book? You know, like, do you have any people that we can, you know, you can connect me with? And it's like, yeah, absolutely. And the people that always come to mind are the people who are always there. Mm-hmm. Like it's the, exactly. you know, the it, ones you can rely on. You know? Absolutely. That, it, it's definitely the reliability, but, um, and this has to be for any small business. Like you're so busy with your business. You can't take the time to go search Mm-hmm. These people and just, and if they come to you and say, Hey, you should book me. It's like, I don't know who you are. Yeah. I have to now find out yeah. who you are. Like, I don't have time mm-hmm. for that. Especially in but your you space. Just, Cause you're like, we have an open mic every night, every month, pull up. Yep, you know what I mean? Yep. If you want to, there's definitely the are. opportunity Absolutely. to, to do that. And it makes it easier on the business because mm-hmm. the business has so much other things to do. Yeah. The yeah, acts, absolutely. The acts that have been the most successful that I don't know of that have reached out to, uh, to us via our website or whatnot about booking at stay mm-hmm. classy are the ones that if I don't know you, 
they provide not only their bio, but who they've per- played with, yep. um, how they got our information. Here's some links to our live performances. Mm-hmm. Here's a link to my Spotify. Here's a link to this. This is mm-hmm. uh, an article I was in. And it's like, it's building up. It's almost like a resume of yeah. sorts. And it Absolutely. shows me, because I've got this much time, and, and this is not videoed, so you don't know that I'm making a very small little image with my hands right now. I don't have a lot of time, you Correct. know. And so I need to see it very quickly because I've got a thousand other emails that I've got to get through. That's right. And uh, yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. And yeah, we've actually reverted back to no video because mm-hmm. we got a very important sponsorship for clothing that we're not allowed to show on video. <laughs> so we have very outlandish outfits on that. You can't even describe it's, it's in our contract. You're not yeah, I've to. been, I'm, I'm almost distracted by your outfit. Yes, Jacob. I know it's, it's, it's like Elton John meets space meets David it's, Bowie. It's uh, very, it's, very cool. It's quite, it's quite something. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for being professional. You guys. It is quite something. Well, I think on that note, we're going to take a small break. Um, go to commercial and uh, then we'll come back and talk some more. Okay, we're back. Um, I want to go in a little bit of a time machine. We're talking about all the cool stuff you're doing here in the town now. And uh, upcoming stuff. Well, I want to get back into the up. We're going to go to the past and then we're going to go to the future is what I'm trying to say. Um, So I kind of want to talk about your family because your dad also does sound. Um, I've tried to get him a few opportunities, definitely. Um, And uh, he's a good guy. But let's talk a little bit about your family history with music. Yeah. Um, So on both sides of my family, uh, my mom and my dad's side, Pretty much my dad's father and then my mom's father and mother were both, all three of them were musicians. Um, my dad's dad is in the Tejano Music Hall of Fame. That's so cool. Um, he's like a pioneer of the sound. If you talk to anybody, especially older people who were, you know, involved in the music scene from like the 60s, 70s, 80s, really, even, even before probably late fifties starting my grandfather was like the first Hispanic jazz drummer, like the country knows of, you know what I mean? That's so cool. And he started his own band and then he kind of started, he kind of got into from the jazz into the more the Tejano that you hear today, especially if you go, you know, to some of these dance halls and stuff where there's a lot of these big parties going on. Um, the big, the big, uh, person that he's, they're really well well known together was little Joey Familia. They're really big, Mm. still still a huge Tejano band right now. You, you see little Joe at Backyard sometimes. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so, um, and so my, he came up under my grandfather. Wow. And my what grandfather. Was your, what's your grandfather's name? My grandfather's name? name is Cruz Garcia Sr. And uh, his band was called Cruz Garcia y Los Latin Glows. And so they Love did a whole bunch of stuff. My, my dad used to tell me that they used to like get picked up in limos and, you know, taken <laughs> to these big fancy parties. Same, and, yeah, honestly. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> But yeah, so the, my dad, my grand, my grandfather, my dad's side was uh, Cruz Garcia Jr. My mom's parents were um, Raquel and Raúl um, Rodriguez, and uh, my grandfather was an awesome guitar player, and my grandmother was an awesome um, pianist, and they were both really, 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 really heavy in the church. Mm. Uh, my grandfather, my grandfather, and my mom's side was a pastor, so it was just like Christian 
older style Christian music. And, you know, that stuff is really technically intricate. It's insane. Um, so, so the, and those performers, those so, musicians. So, yeah, and my, and my grandmother also sang as well. So, and, and so my mom does that as well. My mom is a Christian artist and she does, she, she's a classical, classically trained pianist. She took lessons for like 18 years of her life. And, um, she's insane on the piano. My, and then, so my dad's side, back to my dad's side, <laughs> um, following my grandfather on his side and, you know, the Tejano scene, my, my dad was really heavy into pretty much any genre of music from like the late seventies to the eighties all the way through the eighties rock jazz latin hip hop even like you name it and he just he knows it he's been to every show he did sound for a bunch of huge bands back in the day whenever he was still heavy into that scene and then uh, later on he got more into religion became a christian and um settled down i guess is what that's <laughs> and uh, so him and my mom you know they, they're heavy into the christian music and my, my dad also does recording and does sound my dad was a really awesome trumpet player oh, um, okay. he plays piano he plays guitar he can if you if you pick him an instrument he can play it you know what i mean you can figure it out i love that talent um and I guess I kind of inherited that as well. Cause my I mean, mom, it's my, literally in your yeah, blood my, now. <laughs> well, my, mom, my mom is, my mom and my brother, it's funny. Like they can't, they're good at piano and like my brother's good at flute and French horn. Like that's it. Like he can't figure anything else out. Like he told me, he's French like, horn. He, yeah, he told me, he's like, my brain can't figure out how to play guitar. He's like, my brain just doesn't work. Like, that's what he told me. You know what I mean? And like, I guess I got it from my dad, you know, cause he can just pick up piano, guitar, bass, drums, and he'll just play along, you know what I mean? Easy. Um, but I, you know, I, I did a lot of work, you know, getting better, at a lot of those instruments, but, uh, um, what was I going to say after, so after my, my father comes to me, my name is Matthew Cruz Garcia. So I got the name from my father and my grandfather. My, my dad is Cruz Garcia Jr. And, um, me, I grew up the first, I think the first instrument I ever actually picked up. Uh, was in fifth grade. I joined the orchestra cause I thought violin was really cool. <laughs> so so cool. I, yeah, so I learned how to play violin. <clears throat> that was that came pretty easy because I don't know string instruments are just easy for me, and um, then I learned how to play clarinet, and then from there I ended up playing bass clarinet, and then from there I ended up playing alto sax and tenor sax, and then from there I ended up joining the jazz band, and then I started playing bass. So just started, imagine you as this exact same yeah, size playing a clarinet. It's pretty hilarious. <laughs> I, think, I think I still have a clarinet. Do you really? I'm pretty sure I have my violin, but I don't know if I still have my clarinet. I want to learn how to play the violin so bad. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's a fun instrument. So you but, made your uh, way up to the cello. Yes. Well, I played double bass. Oh yeah, okay. big uh, double bass and jazz band as along with electric bass. You know, playing like funky stuff. And then uh, I, I I taught myself how to play guitar when I was thirteen. I spent an entire summer on YouTube with, and I got my parents to buy me like the cheapest guitar we could find. Mm -hmm, nice. And um, so because they they would always like buy me something cheap because they were like we don't know if he's gonna be into it. <laughs> smart. pick it up and put it down you know what I mean so did you I get the like, one that all the emo girls always had which was like the green one with the heart shaped like oh uh, no I, should, I wish now I wish <laughs> the heart shaped doll but no um so I I spent a summer just watching YouTube videos and teaching myself how to play guitar until I got pretty proficient at it. Um, and I'd already, I was already a good bass player by that point. So picking up guitar kind of came naturally. It's kind of like, like the like, next progression. Yeah, really. exactly. And then when I got into high school, um, I got on the drum line. I learned how to play drums. When I was in the jazz band, a lot of us, the rhythm section guys, would just like switch instruments. Like the drummer would be like, I want to play bass. And the bassist would be like, I want to play drums. And the guitar <laughs> player's like, I'm going to play piano. You know, we would just, because we were, all, I, I guess I grew up, the band program at Waco High is insane. Like it's awesome. The, wow. the guy that runs it is Scott Stuhler. 
He's an insane drummer, percussionist in general, um, and he knows what he's doing. He knows how to teach, and he knows how to connect with kids. Like everybody in that that walks in that band hall, like loves that man. I hear you are still yeah. talking about him. Oh yeah, he's, mean, he's amazing. Yeah, obviously. he's he. Uh, I still see him and talk to him. Um, not regularly, but I try to keep in touch. I, I go over there every once in a while and talk to him and his wife. They're awesome. I used to take care of their dog. I used to dog sit them. Oh, nice. cool. Dog sit for them. I uh, I feel like marching band is such a formative experience. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. in marching band. Yeah. Um, I only played one instrument. Yeah. I played the French horn. Yeah. Um, but then I was like in color guard and, and mm-hmm. getting to go on those band trips. And mm-hmm. um, I was always jealous of the jazz band because yeah. they always got that big trip. I don't know if y'all ever did the jazz band trip. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the cruises. Well, we did, oh, no, no. We, we, did, we did some cool stuff, but uh, none of the cruise. Man, yeah. my yeah, jazz band went on a cruise every <laughs> year, every you summer. You guys are so close to the cruise. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I've, seen, I've heard of that, but no, not Waco. So. Man. Yeah, well, this was Douglas, Georgia, <laughs> oh, which, God. I mean, they were just even as small. But, yeah. like, I think the band director was way more into jazz than he was into, like, yeah. marching band. We, we, we had a different jazz guy. His name was Cameron Aiken, and he was awesome. He still, he doesn't, he, uh. He's a local photographer and videographer now. He's pretty awesome. That's um, awesome. He does like drone for shots and weddings. And I uh, stuff. I played in band all the way up to eighth grade. Yeah. And then I moved schools and I wanted to do marching band, yeah. but I did not do the summer training. Oh, God. And they're like, nope. And then I took football. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'll do football and marching band, I, did I that guess. One year and it and then, uh, yeah. And I was a sousaphone player. Yeah. Oh god! And we were uh, struggling all day. Oh, dude, it was terrible. I went to like one practice, and they were like, "This is how you walk." And I was like, "Nah, I'm out." <laughs> oh yeah, your calves are just on Peace fire out. the whole time. I was in marching band in college, which oh, yeah. uh, which really, was a whole that's different. Pretty, that's pretty intense. Oh yeah, it was yeah. so intense. I mean, it was like a month long summer, mm-hmm. and then like Ours was too. Yeah, it was a month long. God, yeah, and and uh, in. In high school, I think we only did two weeks, but yeah, in college it was a whole month and it was just constant practices. But then you yeah. got to go to and play at like those yeah. big stadiums, like during yeah. the football season, exactly. which was so cool. And it's funny because uh, once I graduated high school, I was like, there's no way I could make money doing music. <laughs> so I just quit music. And then when I was 21, I joined the Marine Corps. And when I was in the Marine Corps, I started going to more live show, more like live music events. And so I started seeing bands and I started seeing like one guy playing the guitar and doing drums and doing it all. And I started seeing DJs, you know, just playing stuff by themselves, making their own music and then just going out and DJing it. And even DJing, you know, like records, really obscure records that nobody's ever heard of. They're just awesome. You know what I mean? That's cool. Like that's half the fun of being a DJ is just like pulling, pulling songs that nobody's ever heard in their life and then just seeing them like jam out to it like yeah it's gonna be a cool feeling yeah it's fun but uh so yeah i started going to live shows i started going to music festivals and and um and raves and stuff and uh i was like i could do that you know i (laughs) I was like i mean Based yeah. on your family history and yeah, all the yeah, instruments you, you know, you probably can do it. Can yeah, do it. Yeah. Like, Most people that say that cannot do yeah. it. <laughs> I was like, I could do that. Because, I mean, even when I was in the military, I did pick up, like, playing guitar a lot more. Because uh, I was just, I had a lot of downtime where there, I wasn't really able to do anything else fun. So, I, I remember I, one time I came home when I was on leave and I just picked up my guitar and my bass and took it back with me. And so I think that was kind of like the segue. And then once I started playing more, I was like, I'm going to start going to you know, some events. I have money. I'm, I can travel. I can take some leave and, and go to another state, you know, buy a plane ticket pretty easily. And so, uh, yeah, when I came back to when I got out of them, I couldn't do it. I was in the military. I had, there's no way I had enough time and the amount of traveling I was doing to be able to, you know, sit down and do all of the stuff that I am doing now. But um, 
yeah, I had, uh, when I got back, I started, I had been, I started DJing like a year before I got out of the military and like figuring out how it all works. And then when I got here to Waco, I was still doing it. I used to just go out to Cameron Park and just set up a rig outside the back of my car and just DJ out there. <laughs> like all the time I would just do that. I would just sit out there for like four or five hours. Some family DJ. having a picnic being like, well, they loved it. Going on? I, I, only, I only ever had one lady like get mad about it. Everybody else would just come up to me. Cop, like, cops never hassled you? No, it oh. was, I was completely within the legal limits of sound and everything. We like, love I it. Yeah, I made sure that I wasn't doing anything That's against like the law before I did it. Busking DJ. Yeah. <laughs> But not asking yeah, for money. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. I would, I would just be practicing. Just I, mean, I was like, I want to get good. The squirrels and, and the birds. Eventually, I got to a point where I was like, man, I feel like I could, rock, you know, play a crowd pretty well, you know, and and and. And you do. Yeah, and so that's when I was like, I'm gonna bring everything I need to stay class. I heard about the open <laughs> mics. I was like, I'm gonna bring everything I need that I that so that they can't say no. Like, they, can't, they can't tell me that they don't have this, you know, and they don't have this. I'll be like, well, I got this. I got you, uh, you came with such confidence. We like, would never tell you no. Yeah, yeah. To be there. Like if you had, come, if you had slipped up, stuttered, <laughs> done anything like that, I would have been like, no man, sorry. Yeah. I've just, I just got to do all these other things still. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know if you're going to be good, yeah. but you, yeah. your confidence really we don't exuded. tell anybody no at yeah, our open mics. No, uh, <laughs> for a DJ, DJ it was it was something totally different. Yeah. It, was, <laughs> it was, but you really kind of changed our perspective, yeah, which yeah. was fun. And, and I feel like I mean that that was another thing is like so, a, like a year prior to, I'd say about a year prior before I approached y'all, um, I knew some people that work with entertainment stuff here in Waco, and I'd talk to them. And they were, you know, in clubs regularly, in the, some of the clubs around here regularly. And I talked to them about, you know, maybe me doing my thing. And they were just like, nobody likes that music. Nobody's ever going to buy that in Waco. La, la, la. They just told me all this crap. So I was like, and I told, I remember I told them that night, I was like, give me like a year. You know what I mean? I said, give me a year. I said, I'm going to do that shit. And, uh, <laughs> and then COVID happened around that time. So it, was, it really gave me a lot of time to hunker down and, and yeah. figure it all out and practice and, and do what I needed to do, you know, to put in that time. And I was going to school at the same time, so Wonderful. it was pretty easy, yeah. So. Well, I think that, like, uh, you know, like, COVID actually was a really good time for DJs. There was this oh, one yeah. DJ. And I started streaming. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. That's no, there was this one guy something. that me and Jacob saw at a brewery a few years back. I mean, we're talking, like, four years mm. ago. And I remember watching this DJ, and he was hilarious. And, um, I mean, he was just so good. And I just remember nobody else was paying attention to this DJ but us. Like, our group was just like, this guy's great. Why is nobody paying attention to this guy? And now he is very, very famous DJ. That was Mark Riblet. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah he got real insane. famous during. Uh, that yeah. was one of my coolest moments of, like, being like, no, I saw this DJ live at a, at yeah, a, he uh, does a lot. brewery he thing. He has a piano. He has a, <laughs> He's played he in Waco looper. before. Yeah, he, had, he, he sung, like, a super... He, in a, it was it, like an anti-rape song, but he was just saying rape over like, and over again, when, and we were he, like, "What the fuck yeah, when is he, going on?" When he performs ninety, like ninety percent of what he's performing is all improv. Yeah, yeah. totally. It's, it's like he's literally just coming up with all this stuff, like just off the top um, of his head. Well, let's fast forward into the future. And we're gonna do a new segment I just came up with specifically oh just for you. Mm -hmm. It's uh, your dream future play, where where you will spin. I want you to tell me where in Waco you would like to spin where in the state of Texas you would really love to spin and where in the world would you love to spin? 
Do you call it spin still? Yeah, can we call yeah, it? Yeah, spin. Oh, we do call yeah, it spinning? spinning. Cool. I, I mean, want to make sure look, that we are cool. If you look at what I'm doing, it is round. It, it's spinning. <laughs> there's a little, there's like a little digital needle that's spinning. Nice. If you watch while I'm playing my music. Yeah. So we're sure in the we're digital age. I'm a digital guy 100% for all the analog <laughs> people out there. That's fair. <laughs> we, this is not too. on FM radio, okay. so we're all. Uh, I love analog. Digital. <laughs> yeah. But um, so, yeah, for, in Waco, I mean, I guess I've almost hit all the marks in Waco oh. that, I've, that I've wanted to. I've hit True Love. I've been playing Stay Classy for a while. Um, and I've played Brotherwell countless times. And then I'm working. I'm like 99. I could think I can say this 99% sure. We have a gig. Uh, we have a, a, a club thing coming up at Freight. Nice. I was going to um, say Freight should yeah. definitely be next for so you. So Freight. I think that's already good. Cool. That's already set in stone. And then, um, I mean, I, w I wouldn't mind. I mean, it's not like a priority of mine, but I would love to. I mean, playing at somewhere like halftime upstairs or playing even at warehouse, um, depending on the crowd, sure, you know what sure. I mean? It just depends on the crowd. And that's not anything against those establishments. It's just I know my music and I know the type of people that are going to enjoy it. And I don't want to go somewhere where I'm going to ruin somebody's night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You never ruin my night, yeah. man. You know, I, I, don't want, you I don't want, especially somewhere like halftime, you know, people or, or uh, warehouse, you know, they come with expectations sure. of certain yeah. type of music and I don't want to ruin that. I'll you say know. you really opened my mind up. Like, I mean, like I've always had a, a soft spot for like EDM music and house mm -hmm. music and stuff like that. Um, I, I think it comes with a stereotype of like a certain like thing, but at the same time, it's like anytime a person within, general reason of yeah. being a fun person when you're in the right place and the right DJ and the right like atmosphere right. and people around you, you can't mm -hmm. not have a good exactly. time. And, and, uh, I mean, that's, that's part of like the culture, the music I do. Like I, when I started going to music festivals, the ones I really loved were the raves, you know, that were focused on the electronic dance music. And I don't really like calling it EDM just cause it's like such a, an umbrella term, yeah. you know what I mean? Because that encompasses, like, people who hear that and they think of, like, old Skrillex dubstep sounds, you know what I mean? Like, instantly, <laughs> or, like, Avicii or, like, Swedish House, you know, stuff that everybody, that they play all over the radio all the time. Oh, yeah. And that's not really my vibe at all, you know what I mean? I play a lot of stuff that nobody's ever heard. I mean, I, I say nobody, but nobody, especially in, in Texas, and even a lot of people who are into the music that I'm into, I play a lot of records where they're like, bro, what is that? that <laughs> you, the other night, I was like, hey, what do we want to listen to? We're in the back of the Lewis. We, yeah. it, technically, we'd already closed at this point. And uh, it was like, I was like, Matt, just play something. And you play, played like French house music. Oh, yeah. French, it was, French house music. It was it was a bop. I liked it. It's awesome. All right. Under a minute left. Let's. Oh, yeah. Let's keep going. Tell me Texas and so tell Texas, me the world. In Texas, I would love to play um, at Lights All Night. The music festival every New Year's in Dallas, Texas. Ooh. I would like to play Ubby Dubby or Freaky Deaky. Okay. Any of those music festivals <laughs> which happen here in Texas. And then in the world. Um, in the world. I could see you in like a Biza or play, something like no, that. Playing at, there's this place in London called Printworks, and it's Ooh. insane. When you walk in, it's just like a giant long hall 
with like three stories and it's just every story is just full of people dancing and there's just insane lights i'm sorry there's just like insane <laughs> lights like run down the whole thing it's it's huge it's beautiful when you let's watch manifest it. that for oh, you yeah, let's make One that day. happen yeah we're working on it it's called printworks printworks and matt London. you are you going to play works? at printworks i know you're listening <laughs> oh yeah listening. <laughs> uh, well uh dj matt at home aka matt yeah. cruz garcia did I say that right, Matt? Yeah, you got Cruz, it. Go see it. Yes. Okay. Uh, thanks for coming on and yeah, chatting with us. It's me. always a pleasure Absolutely. to be in your presence. Yeah, no, it was a, uh, it was, I honestly, like most of the time when I have these conversations with people, I know a, like 80% of the story. I knew none of that. <laughs> yeah. None yeah. of he told, that. He shared that with me. Oh, another day. crazy thing that most people don't know. My mom grew up with Selena and played in her band for what? a while. What? Yeah. Shut your mouth. Like they did high school talent shows no. together. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. You've been touched by a goddess, yeah, my friend. Funny. All right. Well, that's going to be it for us guys. I love it. DJ Matt at home. Yeah. Well, uh, let's uh, let's end the podcast with one of your remixes. I just want a little bit of peace. by Oni Chan Productions. Our theme music is by Fish Hands. If you like what you hear, you should check them out on Bandcamp. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast. And if you really like us, give us a five-star rating. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or check out our website where you can buy merch or even see some local events coming up. Thanks again for tuning in.
This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. 